The Life of the Apostle Paul. For ReasonableTheology.org, I'm Clay Craby. You know, piecing together a chronology of the Apostle Paul's life isn't as easy as the maps that are in the back of your Bible make it seem. However, the details provided in his epistles or his letters and in the book of Acts allow us to understand much about his life. We're going to examine how we can date many of the important events in the life of the Apostle Paul. Let's start with an outline of Paul's life. If there were ever a man whose background made him uniquely qualified to preach both to Jews and to Gentiles, it was Paul. A central figure in the early church and the writing of the New Testament, Paul's life is of great interest to all believers. While the Bible does not provide a complete biography of the Apostle Paul, his epistles in the book of Acts reveal a lot of information about this important figure in the early church. Acts 22.3 reveals that Paul was born Saul in Tarsus, which is now in southeast Asia Minor. While we know that Paul was a citizen of this city, Acts 22.28, Paul tells us that he was also a Roman citizen by birth, that Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews and yet held Roman citizenship is certainly noteworthy. It's an important factor in his ability to speak with confidence to both Jews and Greeks. This citizenship even got him out of a tough situation after being arrested by the Roman authorities, as described in Acts chapter 22, verses 22 to 29. So Paul is a strict Pharisee. He was once a great persecutor of the church. Here's his own words from Acts chapter 22, verses 3 and 5. I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law and was zealous towards God as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest bears me witness, and all the counsel of the elders, from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished." talks about how he was a persecutor of the church that he is now a leader of. How did that happen? Well, of course, we have Paul's conversion story. Despite his beginnings, God desired to use this man to spread the gospel throughout the region. On his way to Damascus to arrest Christian believers, Christ appeared to Paul. He spoke to him. Paul was blinded. After being led to meet a believer named Ananias, Paul regained his vision, was converted to belief in Jesus as the Messiah. Paul became a preacher of the gospel, and he made several missionary journeys as a central figure in bringing the Christian faith to the Gentiles. And this is where the dates get kind of difficult. Piecing together the chronology of these journeys, his missionary journeys, and other events in Paul's life involves several difficulties. His own epistles don't provide clear chronological markers for us to use in dating all the events described. He only rarely uses datable terms such as after three years in Galatians 1.18. And Luke often uses rather generic statements such as after some days. This often makes coming to definitive conclusions regarding dates difficult. 
And there's some spots we have to try and reconcile, for example, between Galatians and Acts. Central to the challenge of dating Paul's activity is the issue of how to best understand the account in Acts of Paul's visits to Jerusalem as compared to the account in Galatians. There's debate as to whether the visit described in Galatians 2.1 is connected to the so-called famine relief visit of Acts 11, or is it the apostolic council visit of Acts 15? This discussion is significant because understanding which visit is described helps us date the writing of Galatians as being either before or after the Jerusalem council, which is believed to have occurred around 49 AD. One possible conclusion is that Galatians 2 and Acts 15 both describe the Jerusalem council visit, and that Paul's account in Galatians simply does not mention the earlier famine relief visit as described in Acts 11. Since Paul was addressing his credentials and apostolic authority, he may have only seen fit to describe the visit where he actively participated in the discussions surrounding the salvation of the Gentiles. Another possibility is that the famine relief visit of Acts 11 is the same as the Galatians 2 account when Paul met with several of the apostles. The Jerusalem council visit recorded in chapter 15 of Acts would not have taken place until after Galatians was written, according to this view. There are good exegetical reasons to think that this is the correct view. If so, an earlier date for Galatians is likely, perhaps being written prior to 50 A.D., There's also something that's helpful called the Gallio inscription. We can use this to help date Acts. The purpose of Paul's individual epistles was not to give his readers all the details of his personal life, and so we're left without an abundance of information that can be used to date specific events. Despite the above example, the book of Acts is extremely valuable in attempting to create a chronology of Paul's life. By using the information found in Luke's account, we can begin to understand more accurately when Paul embarked on his missionary journeys, visited Jerusalem, and when he ran into trouble with Roman authorities. An example of Acts' importance is seen when dating Paul's appearance before Gallio, a Roman proconsul of Achaia. After correlating the events mentioned by both Luke and Paul, scholars are able to seek out extra-biblical information in determining a date for this event. Inscriptions exist which date Gallio's term as proconsul in this area between July of 51 to July of 52. By using this archaeological evidence, we can start to use the events of Acts 18, verses 12 to 17, where Paul is taken by the Jews to stand trial by Gallio, as a fixed marker from which they can determine with relative certainty dates for events before and after. Paul's stay in Corinth. So what about his first and second missionary journeys? Well, working backwards from Paul's appearance before Gallio, we can date the start of Paul's second missionary journey to about 47 or 48 AD, due to his staying in Corinth 18 months, as we see in Acts 18.11. Knowing this general chronological relationship between other events prior to to this second missionary journey, such as the Apostolic Council, which likely took place about 48 AD, that allows us to date the famine relief visit to Jerusalem, mentioned in Acts 11, to approximately 45 or 47 AD. 
since Paul's first missionary journey took place between the Apostolic Council and the famine relief visit, we can date this first journey to the year 47 or 48. Paul's third missionary journey. Using details from Acts and working forward from the date of the Gallio inscription mentioned earlier, we can also place the beginning of Paul's third missionary journey described in Acts chapters 18 through 21, having begun around 52 or 53 AD. The biblical account tells us that after returning to Jerusalem from his journey, Paul was arrested and ultimately appeared before both Festus and Felix, who were Roman officials. We read about that in Acts chapters 23 to 25. Since Festus is thought to have replaced Felix as Judea's governor in 59, and we know that Paul was in prison for two years prior to this replacement, we can be pretty confident that Paul's third missionary journey ended with him returning to Jerusalem by 57 AD. After appearing before Festus, Paul invoked his right as a Roman citizen to plead his case before Caesar in Rome. Acts 27.9 tells us that this ill-fated voyage to Rome was after the Day of Atonement, which indicates that it was autumn. Acts 28.11 tells us that after being shipwrecked, Paul spent three months on the island of Malta. Subsequent verses give great detail of the remainder of the voyage to Rome. Using this chronological information, we can determine that Paul arrived there in the spring of 60. We know that Paul's life ends in martyrdom. Although the book of Acts comes to a close without providing complete details on the remainder of Paul's life, it is believed that he continued his ministry for a time after being released from his imprisonment. We have to rely on outside evidence to date the last events of Paul's incredible life. Early Christian tradition, recorded in the extra-biblical text of Clement, chapter 5, verses 1-7, through 7, holds that Paul was re-arrested at the time of Nero's persecution of Christians and that he was killed shortly after along with the Apostle Peter. Given the known date of these persecutions, this likely occurred around 64-65 AD. So to sum up, this brief outline of Paul's life and missionary journeys helps us gain a better understanding of Paul's history and a better appreciation for the importance of external evidence in developing a reliable chronology of biblical events. Although it is within the New Testament, Acts can be considered an external source of sorts to Paul's own letters and epistles. Finding corroboration between these two allows us to compare the accounts to extra-biblical information such as the Gallio inscription. It is clear that even without distinct chronological markers in Paul's epistles, we can determine with a high degree of confidence a chronology for the major events of Paul's life and ministry.